for the time being. I can't let fear take over me. But it, it, it also, like, we can't be in denial anymore. And I was in denial. From APM, this is Educate, a podcast from APM Reports about ideas and research on how we teach and learn. I'm Stephen Smith. Right before the presidential election, we profiled a college student with a lot at stake, a 22-year-old undocumented woman named Estefania Navarro. She's one of nearly three-quarters of a million young people in the United States with something called Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA. The program provides temporary protection from deportation for young people who meet certain criteria. President Obama issued the executive order in 2012 as a presidential candidate, Donald Trump, promised to cancel DACA on day one. He has not yet announced what he'll do now that he's been elected. In our earlier podcast, Navarro described how that piece of paper from the U.S. government had changed her life. There's something so liberating about claiming who you are and saying... This is my imperfect self. This is my imperfect situation, but I'm going to do something to change it. Correspondent Sasha Eslanian produced Navarro's story, and she joins me this week for an update. Welcome. Hi, Stephen. Her reaction after the election, Sasha? Well, I couldn't even reach her the day after the election, and uh, it turned out that the night had been very rough for her, and she was spending the next day home with her mother. And she sent me a text finally and said, we've spent the day hugging each other, occasionally breaking into tears, and I couldn't make it to school and just needed to be home with my family. And I finally sat down with her and her mother a few days after the election at their apartment in Minneapolis. And they sat on a small couch and they held hands as they talked with me. Estefania described her shock at the outcome and how she reacted to it. On Wednesday morning, that was probably the worst eight hours of my life. Just In between the dry heaves, in between vomiting, just trying to make sense of it. But my heart was just heavy. And I, I feel like at one point, my like it was hard for my heart to even beat. Like, it, it felt so defeated. What are the practicalities here about what Trump has said he'll do with DACA and what he can do with DACA? Right. So he can cancel DACA. And what that would mean for her is that she would lose her her work permit. She wouldn't be able to renew her driver's license. She could continue to go to college. It just everything becomes more difficult for her. Can she be deported? She can be deported, yeah. And I think the question is whether the DACA young people would be rounded up. And from what President-elect Trump said on 60 Minutes, now instead of talking about deporting 11 million people, he's talking about a smaller number prioritizing the people with criminal records. And that's not an issue for her. Well, staying with Estefania for the moment, how is this going to affect her college career, do you think? She is sounding more determined than ever to finish and to get as far as she can. She's actually viewing this as an act of resistance to continue to pursue her education. They don't want you to dream. They don't want people like me to dream. They just want working hands. And so me doing something that I love, even though it might not 
be super the, the biggest check I think that's still my resistance I, I just have to be more cautious and even more um, prepare more did she see this coming when I spoke with her the first time she had a certain amount of of resignation but she was also saying Trump's threats don't scare me and saying things like our family has survived before we'll do it again then talking with her after the election she was quite a bit more distraught and i think you know she'd always been operating with sort of a plan a plan b her field of study was something that she could do on either side of the border. Now she's actually talking less about what she would do if she were deported to Mexico than she was the first time around. What is her plan of study? She now wants to pursue community organizing, and a lot of it is finding her voice through this movement. You spent time with other undocumented college students after the election, including Julio Martinez, who appeared in your first story. He wanted to be a human services manager for the county where he lives. I want to work for Hennepin County. I want to be a manager. (laughs) Hopefully I'll be the chief of Hennepin County one day. (laughs) When I met him before the election and I asked him what he would do if Trump won, he jokingly said, oh, I'd move to Canada. And it, it struck me that that's the same joke that a lot of people in the U.S. make about an election if it doesn't go their way. And... I met quite a different young man the morning after the election. He had been up almost all night. He'd been watching the returns with his parents. They'd been weeping. He was trying to reassure his parents that everything would be okay. Of course, he doesn't know that himself. He had sent his 12-year-old little brother, who is a U.S. citizen, off to bed. He didn't even want his little brother to watch the family um, dealing with this. And... So the morning after the election, he had tried to go off to his internship with Hennepin County, and he usually works as a translator for immigrant families. And he hauled himself there the morning after the election and told me about what that was like. I couldn't see the clients' faces. I couldn't. (laughs) I, I couldn't. I couldn't mentally be there, you know, I couldn't focus, and I was not okay emotionally and mentally, and couldn't be there. I left, and I came here to do some work, but I can't even focus because I have so much in my mind, and I haven't had enough sleep, too. I'm very tired, but I have a hope. And God is going to help us, and I just have to keep fighting. So Martinez was supposed to renew his DACA in December, and that would cost him another $465. And at this point, there's a real question of whether it is worth the money if President Trump cancels it on January 20th. And so, Sasha, you'll be following the stories of these people as this Subject unfolds. Yes. Sasha Islanian is an APM Reports correspondent and producer. Thank you. Thank you. You can find a link to her earlier story on DACA students in college at apmreports.org. While you're there, you can check out our archive of podcasts and documentaries about education and a range of other issues. 
We'd love to hear what kinds of thoughts and questions this podcast brought up for you. Contact information is at our website, apmreports.org, or you can write us a review on iTunes. That way, other people can find the podcast. We are on Facebook at APM Reports and on Twitter, where our handle is at Educate Podcast, one word. Support for APM Reports comes from Lumina Foundation and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM.